0: All right, I'll see you Thursday. Thursday night? Yeah. It's Thursday, Thursday's
1: the day before Friday. The day after Wednesday, two days after Tuesday. Thursday. Thursday.
2: Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday.
3: Thursday, I don't care about you. Thursday doesn't even start. So sometime between now and uh, Thursday, I've got to come up with a small fortune. It's
2: the gateway to the weekend. Thursday. Now here's Bob and Sherry. Oh,
0: it's the gateway of the weekend. Happy Thursday, everybody. We've got a big show yeah. for you coming up today. We've got comedian Mike James. We're going to talk about the top conspiracy theories around the very mysterious Princess of Wales. What is up with Kate Middleton? And why has she not been seen since January? And why is everyone so hush hush about her condition? So we're going to run through those top theories. And I just want to share with y'all, it's been kind of a hectic uh, start to my day here at the um, Sherry Lynch Orthopedic Rehab Hospital that I'm running. <coughs> I've, had kind of, I've had kind of a wild morning and uh, it's, I had to take the trash out. You know, that's always, I enjoy that so much in the pre-dawn hours, wheeling the trash can down the giant steep hill that our house is on and I'm um, fed all the critters and made Kev some breakfast and moved all the cat toys out of his path because while we sleep at night Larry Munson takes his cat toys his babies and i it is not and it is not a coincidence and it is not an accident because we've been tracking it he carefully positions them in Kevin's path so that Kevin runs them over and trips over them. So dealt with all that, took a shower, got dressed, came down, was unable to log on to the internet because you know my issues with Spectrum. Rebooted all the equipment. It finally comes back up. And I have a little coaster on my desk. I got it for Valentine's Day probably five years ago. And um, you put your coffee on it and it's pressure sensitive. When the weight of the coffee cup gets on the coaster, it act it it turns it on and it keeps it hot. Oh, and it's a, that's cool. I mean, I've had yeah, it's very cool. I've had it for five years. Like I don't know what Kev paid for it, but um, doesn't know anybody anything. It gets the job done. Well, I didn't really think about it. Um, with everything so crazy today, I didn't even have time to make some coffee and so I'm sitting down at my desk and Larry Munson is sitting on my desk uh, with me watching me work which he he does sometimes and what I didn't realize was that Larry Munson had sat himself down on the coaster and it took a bit I guess for the weight, he weighs 18 pounds which is more than the average <laughs> cup of coffee unless you're Lamar okay <laughs> so <laughs> It took a bit, I guess, for the, the the coaster from the weight of the cat to heat up. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, why won't this boot up? What the – and I'm – spectrum. what is it today? It's always something. It's every day. Every day. What can oh, – oh. and suddenly I hear – and he goes buck <laughs> wild. I'm surprised he didn't knock my computer off. Let out a scream and shot off the desk. I don't think his paws touched the ground and was up the stairs and gone before I realized, oh, he was sitting on the coffee coaster. Well, that'll well, teach him.
4: So cheers, everybody. He's going to leave you alone, he's leave yeah. you alone now.
0: Uh, that, that, I'm not going to be bothered about the, uh,
4: that, that thing about the animal toys in the path. My dog doesn't do that. He doesn't you know, put them in the path, but they are everywhere. And when Madison's dog, uh, Dudley, who's also a Labradoodle, came to visit, uh, I think he left one here too. So between the two of them, there were animal toys all over the place. And I think about that. If I get up in the middle of the night um, and, and I step on Dino, uh, which is the favorite one of, of Finn's, you know, all of a sudden I'm I'm flying. So every night, every night, I make coffee for the next day. I make sure the temperature is where it should be. All of the doors are locked. The dog has gone out and the, the pathways are cleared so that there's not a problem. One of the things with, with those little, we call them uh, his babies. When Dudley was here, Dudley figured out he's not the brightest dog, but he can figure some stuff out. He's still kind of a puppy. He would figure out the favorite toy of fins. And right after he ate, He had all that protein in him. He would go find it. And Finn would get an eye. And the two of them would together do a a, a tug of war with Dino. And it really was the cutest thing. I mean, it was like Roman gladiators going after each other because they're about the same size now. Yeah, I just loved it. I love it.
0: You know what's not so cute? See, Larry Munson's babies are all roughly the size of like a ping pong ball. And he's got about a dozen of them. And while we sleep, he carries them one by one in his mouth and creates a path from the bedroom door to the kitchen. And when they're not big like Dino, they're not big like Dino. And it's dark when we wake up in the morning and (laughs) the scooter wheel catches one of those wrong. We had a little calamity. So um, it's pure, pure evil. But, you know, it's all going to be awesome now. Because here at Sherry Lynch's Orthopedic Hospital, you get top notch care post op from a morning DJ. And isn't that what Americans demand from their healthcare system? We got more hunts in the news coming up. It's Bob and Sherry.
3: Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry.
0: So there have been so many nutty stories about. Um, Uh, airplane doors flying off and bolts not being installed and all sorts of chaos and drama in my Twitter feed. um, Just this morning, I'm reading about a guy who said, yeah, I was uh, woken up out of my Panda express and tequila coma because a guy four rows back was trying to tear the emergency door open. And a bunch of passengers had to subdue the guy on this plane, right? That's nothing compared to what, max has for us right here take it away
2: max this is it this is a united airlines flight that had to make an emergency landing in colorado because they noticed that the wing looked like it was coming
1: apart tonight tense moments on board this united airlines flight a boeing 757 making an emergency landing this video showing damage to the wing touchdown a second damage Chunks seen missing from a broken slat. Kevin Clark recording that video saying he sensed something was wrong as the flight took off. Plane takes off and all of a sudden it hears loud, violent vibration. And One passenger saying they saw what looked like paint peeling from the wing. The plane was carrying 165 passengers from San Francisco to Boston Monday afternoon, but the crew reporting that possible issue, choosing instead to make an emergency landing in Denver. Next thing you know, the pilot's walking
4: down the aisle. He walks past my seat, a couple seats back, and he looks
1: out the window. A minute later, he comes on the uh, PA system and announces that we've sustained, sustained some damage to slat. The plane landing safely, crews then seen assessing the damage. And tonight, the FAA now investigating the incident with this Boeing 757. It comes only a month after that door plug blew off an Alaska Airlines' Boeing 737 MAX 9. This incident has nothing to do with other Boeing incidents we've seen. This is an older airplane, but it's a very reliable airplane. So the FAA will look at, was it a fatigue problem? Did it happen just because the airplane is old and been used quite a bit? Or was there some problem with the maintenance. <laughs> wow. So now I have to I have to
4: ask, what seat am I in and how old is this? thing? The, the thing that I like is Boeing said
2: some other problems, but this problem doesn't have anything to do with the other Boeing problems with like that, problems. like that's supposed it's to provide problem.
4: me with some comfort. I'm glad I don't have stock in Boeing. Holy cow. That is really between that and uh, passengers having fistfights with one another. Bloodying each other like we had a few days ago. I mean, it is crazy.
0: I don't. I don't know what to say about all of these issues that, that Boeing is having, other than maybe, maybe there's something to this um, retaining skilled, experienced, highly trained employees by paying them what they're worth and giving them some benefits. <laughs> Oh, no, put, that's
4: probably not, it. Put, <laughs> that's put probably somebody not on, it. put somebody on checking out, you know, whether or not older crafts are uh, safe to go. That's what that one was yeah. there. It was fatigue. It's been up there too long.
0: You know what I think? I think there, um, all of us assume that there is a level above us that is populated by responsible, sober-minded, hardworking adults and, and it's impossible for us to accept that that's supposed to be us. It's <laughs> true.
4: No, there, it is there are true. no
0: more adulty adults than us working anywhere. Isn't that terrifying? Oh, my gosh.
4: I mean, you got to hire the right people, too. If, if you have a plane inspector, you don't want Bob Lacey because, you know, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to inspect another plane. They're always fine. They're always fine. I am so hungry. Let me look this thing over. <laughs> give, it a, give it a good slap. Yeah, that's fine. Good luck yeah. to you. I got to eat. To see the
2: paint and everything else sort of peeling off on this wing, mm. coupled with the fact that he felt the
4: vibration, yeah, that would get your attention, I'm well, sure. Well, the pilot walking down the aisle, taking a look out the little window <laughs> is not normal.
0: That upsets me as much as anything. Like the the pilot left the cockpit to come get a look-see for himself. That's That's right. mm. Okay, so what would you do other than like pray feverishly? What would you do if you found yourself on that flight?
4: I would try as hard as I can. I mean, I can give you a funny answer like cry, but uh, I would just try to stay as, as calm as I can be and not think thoughts such as, well... It's been a good life overall, you know. Uh, a lot of people went before me, so. You or as lie, Billy Graham, or as Billy Graham once said, he was asked that question, and he said, "I think it would be a wonderful way to die, very quickly." No, I. I oh no. Doctor Graham, I'm not with you there.
0: No, Bob, for the first time in his life would play, would pay for in-flight Wi-Fi so that the last thing he did on this earth was text tony and go this is your fault you did this
4: i hope there's somebody next to me that could help me with the wi-fi i've never had it up there yeah you don't have time you don't have time
0: to learn all right we got morons in the news straight ahead this is bob and sherry morons in the news is sponsored by state farm like a good neighbor state farm is there it's Bob
1: and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With
3: morons in the news.
4: Well, it's another day and another stupid TikTok challenge. This time it involves a group of Long Island teenagers who allegedly decided to emulate the Kool-Aid man's move of busting through walls. I'm going to have to take <laughs> that for granted because I'm not, I, I sort of remember that move, but not, not you know, vividly. Uh, they're accused, instead of uh, knocking down walls, they're lock, knocking down... Kicking Down Local Fences. The report came from the Suffolk County Police, and all the people were at least in their teens, and one guy was an adult. So they were between the ages of 12 and 18 and one adult. I've often thought, is, is, is it kind of creepy to be the adult, and you're out there, you know, unless you're a guardian or something, um, with teenagers? I mean, what's that guy doing kicking down fences? It's stupid enough with teenagers, let alone there's a male there who's in his 20s, I guess. Uh, they were all arrested. It sounded like a gun going off, retired corrections officer Charles Delamie said. And they were evidently all over this area just knocking down fences. You're 12 years old. You're out at 3 o'clock in the morning. Where are your parents, Damali said. Police said it appears at least four other homes in the area were hit by the same perps. They are going to be in court next month. I don't know. Is that all over TikTok, kicking down the walls and doors and, and fences now?
0: I mean, I, I'm looking at Taylor Swift live streams on TikTok, so I haven't seen that. But haven't seen I, that one? Yeah. Yeah.
4: I'll check with Mary. I'll check with Mary.
5: Well, 18-year-old Anne Hariki was working at an Indiana car wash where her job was to pre-spray the cars right before they go into the auto wash. They all have that job. And she said, I was loading the car just like I did so many cars before, making sure that they safely enter the car wash belt that it'll take them all the way through. As she was spraying the car, the driver rolls down her window and throws a big lemonade at her. her Ricky said, I was in shock. Hariki immediately turned the pressure washer to the woman and sprayed her in the face with a (laughs) high-pressure washer. And she said, once the car pulled all the way in, I put the numbers in the system, they got the car wash they paid for, you know, we're good. And while talking about her employer, how they reacted to the situation, she shared, I told my managers what happened, and they were not okay with her throwing the drink at me, so they decided to ban her and her boyfriend from the car wash forever. There's Yay. no word of why the woman threw the drink. Was she mad? Was it a joke? Was she just a jerk? Who knows? But I'm sure her face has never felt so clean and so scrubbed <laughs> in her life.
4: I'd give anything to be in the car behind her. That was that was fantastic that they didn't fire the, uh, the attendant.
5: Yep. yep.
0: And finally, we have video of this too from Golden Gate Estates, Florida. A woman said she woke up to an absolute mess outside of her house that's right near Naples and when she took a closer look she realized that the mess just wasn't in her yard and driveway that her car had been destroyed was it a vandal was it a criminal was it like a group of marauding teenagers like out of a movie no it was a hungry bear the uh, bear totally destroyed the entire passenger side of the car tore open the whole door panel they can't get the door of the car open at all they can't even get the windows down what made the bear go buck wild on this lady's car she had left some valentine's day candy that was a gift from her boyfriend in the front
4: seat oh wow yeah. She won't do that again. Yeah, wow.
0: Well, no, she won't, because that car is off to the junkyard. Wait till you see what this bear did to get to those chocolates. That is, we'll put that up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. That is Morons in the News for today. Keep it here for comedian Mike James. Things Bob didn't know. And what's really going on with Kate Middleton, the princess of Wales. Mm. Some very wild conspiracy theories floating around out there, it's
3: Bob and Cherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Cherry app.
4: Just before Max joined us as director-producer, we had a fellow named John Cosby who was uh, helping with the show. He was the producer. He owns a production company now, and he's still a good friend of ours. And I used to love, in his studio, he would post these newspaper clippings that were just kind of, well, strange, And one of them, my favorite, was the headline, With the return of big hair comes big problems. And so, (laughs) with all the things going on in the world, you would think, maybe the problems aren't that big. Well, he might want to get that clipping out again, because I am reading in the New York Times about the return of big hair. It's on runways in New York's Fashion Week, and you might have seen did everybody see Miley Cyrus and that big up oh, yeah. That I didn't that recognize her at first.
5: Him? I didn't recognize her.
4: I didn't either. And, of course, if you watch uh, Capote versus the Swans, they all, because it's back in the 1950s, have these big bouffant hairdos. And they really are amazing to look at. I mean, Demi Moore, in her character, has this... That, jet black, Elvis black hair with the bouffant that just sits up there. It would, it would be aerodynamically hard to walk in, I would think. And it's all over the country now. It's, women are going, that is kind of cool. What do you think? Is this going to make a real comeback? It's such a throwback to the 1950s.
0: It's so much work that I think it's going to make a comeback on runways and in magazine shoots. But not in everyday life. I yeah. think it'll be a going out on the town look, but. Yeah. I, I know a lot of women that did big hair and would not go back to all that labor again.
4: I never thought but of it be that, that labor intensive. I guess it it'll, could be to get it just it'll, right. It'll,
0: It's going to be wild for me the first time Caramel strolls out of the bathroom in a bouffant. I'm
4: just going to tell you. Oh, nothing says grown up more than that. So there it is, the latest. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored
6: by Nissan.
0: It is time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Mike James.
6: Anyway, I've been married 35 years this year. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. It's a uh, it's a really really long time actually. I remember when we got married. Pastor said, "Till death do you part," and I was like, "All right." I didn't think I'd live this long to be honest with you. It's, uh, it's a little longer than I anticipated, but I'm lucky because my wife is great, and I, I definitely married out of my league. She is a way better person than I am in almost every way. She uh, she is. I bet I think all men marry out of their league. Honestly, I think if you're a man and you're married. Because, I mean, if you're a man, you know there's not a woman on earth as gross as you, right? <laughs> I mean, we can admit that. That's pretty true. <laughs> so, 35 years is a long time. People want to know what the secret is to being married. I, I think it's funny they ask me. I'm not sure what the secret is. i uh, This is my trick. If it helps, I never got divorced. <laughs> I, know, I know it seems obvious, but that's... That's what I did. My brother got divorced, and it just looked like too much paperwork. <laughs> if I'm not going to file my taxes, I'm certainly not going to go through that. Right? Uh, no sense at all. So laziness, I guess, is one of the secrets.
5: <laughs>
6: quality time. That's what a lot of people say. Quality time is important. When we got married, I was in the military. I was in the Navy, and I was deployed all the time. And uh, now, you know, I do this for a living, so I'm usually on the road. Well, not in the last year, so I've been home a lot more. And I can tell you this, quantity time is not the secret to a good marriage. <laughs> the quality time is. So when I, when I am home, I want to make sure we go out on date night. We have quality time, right? So I'll take my wife out. We'll, I'll, like, take her to dinner or something. And she'll go, I got to tell you, my wife will go anywhere I want. She's not picky. She'll go anywhere I want to go eat. Her only rule is it can't be one of the first seven places I suggest. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know why. And then we, we go out. This is so funny. My, my, she does this all the time. It's a weird thing. She has but I find a lot of women that do this. We'll go out and she'll observe other couples. And then she'll tell me what's going on with them. Right? Yeah. She'll oh, look. They're on their first date. Short and solid. Things are going. You don't know them at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> or she'll, she'll point out older couples. Always the same thing with an older couple. Look at that. I'll bet they're on like their 50th anniversary. It's so sweet. And she always says this. It's so sad, though. They're just sitting there staring and eating. They're not even talking. <laughs> I'm just thinking, that would be awesome. <laughs> when does that start happening? I'd love to know when that starts. I'm very curious, you know, what does steak taste like if you're not choking it down with, I'm sorry? <laughs> I don't know. I'm cool.
7: We don't have to go out
6: for quality time. We can stay in. We'll stay in, you know, and uh, have, um, you know, Watch TV, play a game. Some, my wife loves playing games. That's her favorite thing. We'll do that. And uh, her favorite game. You play if you've married you. Uh, if you guys have married, that you played this game. It's uh, it's her favorite game. It's called uh, Guess Why I'm Upset. You ever play that? <laughs> <laughs> a, holy, isn't it? <laughs> I've never yeah, beat her. Yeah. Thirty-five years, I've never won. Not one time. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm not even sure what the rules are. To be honest with you. Uh, so. <laughs>
4: I tell you, he's got an unusual pacing, but that was oh funny. Guess why I'm upset? Oh, the worst.
0: <laughs> i really really it to the, we can go anywhere except for the first seven places. Oh! So yeah, I know.
4: I know, I know.
0: But that, That's it's so flipped in my, it's flipped in my relationship. I'm the one who's going, yeah. well, what about, what about tacos? What about, you want to mm-hmm. just, you want to just go get. A cheeseburger. Um, No, you don't want pizza. No, you don't want Thai. It's exhausting. No, you don't want Indian. How about? um, I think there's an old cracker in the back of the kitchen closet. How about that with some peanut butter? How would that be? Does that sound good? That's right. We'll get Mike James posted up at B O B A N D S H E R I dot com. Click the menu tab, look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for the Bob and Cherry newsletter? We'd love to have you. We don't spam you. Um, We just once a month send out a really fun newsletter with. All sorts of content and contests and pictures and sometimes video. It's really fun. And you should join us. We would love to have you there. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Do not go anywhere. we got so much more of the show ahead because this is
3: Bob and Sherry. Use the Talk Back feature feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. You
5: know, I never knew this existed until I read this story. This guy's name was Chuck Rupert. And he got laid off from his job in the oil and gas business when he was 50 years old. And so now he's having to scramble to make some money. So he had a Mm -hmm. friend at the time that ran a taxidermy business in rural Pennsylvania. And he told Rupert that he would show him the tricks of the trade. So after working with his buddy for a time, Rupert purchased the taxidermy business and he started Second Life Freeze Dry, where he happily works today. And the fat—it's where you freeze dry your pet. Okay, uh, you freeze dry it instead of doing the normal taxidermy. Oh, um, okay. He—he's he, done in the past ten years. He's done all kinds of variety of animals. He—he's done otters and deer, snapping turtles, squirrels. The weirdest thing he ever did—he freeze dried a woman's foot because of her religious beliefs. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. But, but, the, but the majority of his business comes from small family pets like cats and dogs. And so if, you, if somebody wants to get their pet stuffed, it's a very emotional experience. And the customer's still in the grieving process, and it's really tough. But Rupert explained that preserving pets through freeze drying is effective because the bitter cold temperatures remove all the moisture from their bodies without disturbing them and and taking them apart and stuff. This means that he can take the pets right out of the machine, make some minor touch-ups, and then send them right back to the loving owners. Uh, the, The freeze drying takes months, though, for the body to be cured. So as a result... He has to charge more for bigger pets because they take up a lot of space in his freeze-drying vessels. Like for he paid one guy paid him four thousand dollars for like a large dog. Uh the average dog or cat that he's doing is ten to twelve pounds, and they they'll be in the dryer for four to five months. But a big dog could be there for almost a year. So now,
0: are you are you saying that you you'd get your pet freeze-dried? And your yes. pet comes back with all their fur and their little yep. bright eyes and everything, 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 in a pose like a taxidermy pose. But they've been just freeze dried, like one of those freeze dried strawberries that you can buy yeah. at store. Yeah. Like I okay.
5: start, I start, I went ahead and researched this a little bit more because I'm Thank thinking, you. is this guy, is this guy, this uh, some weirdo out in the middle of nowhere doing this? But no, 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 no. It's all across the country. It's all across the country. And here's what happens when when your pet passes, they want you to put them, seal them up and you can do it in a in a trash bag or whatever. But you seal them up and put them directly in the freezer, Uh, hopefully before within the first six hours of their passing, the sooner you get them frozen, the better off they are. Once Boy, I don't know what
0: you and Bob are going to do, because Finn and Darby are <laughs> yeah, big animals.
5: Yeah. I, well, I By the way, also,
0: a- can I say, people are wondering, why is Bob silent? Because that, he's in hell, folks. That's why Bob is silent right now. <laughs> <laughs> no one can hear him scream. Well, um,
4: at least I know what to do with my otter, my
5: pet otter. I, yeah, I like
4: yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh but my what gosh. you do is, okay, once you so
5: get it frozen, cool. you transport it to the taxidermist. And he takes care of it, and you you give him pictures of the of the pet or whatever how you want it posed, and then they pose it like that. And once you get it back, it, it lasts. I mean, it just lasts. It lasts and lasts and lasts. I would never under any circumstance. That's just not me. Not doing it. Not doing it. But I'm it not either. It's it. it's so creepy and sad. Yeah, I you would know? never do it. I'm not doing it. I, I'm not even big on looking at pictures. I mean, I'm not. I mean, once it's yeah. done, I, I, I don't want to be. I you know. I know. It's,
4: I know. it's, it's so too, sad when that happens. That's sad. right.
5: And I knew this wow. was not going to be your favorite thing. Bob,
4: no, it's not anywhere wow. near it. It's but not there's anywhere some sites wow. you
5: can go on. You can go on and put in freeze-dried taxidermy, and tons of websites wow. come up, and you know.
0: Yep. You know, though, uh, there are a lot of people that are going to do this and who yes. are doing it. I mean, it's not, it's definitely yeah. not for you two, but I, I can think of a handful of people. I got a couple Ooh. of mine right now that would be like, Yup, here you
4: go. Here. Can you, you imagine how creepy that house is, though, that oh, he works oh, out oh, of? With all these oh, animals yeah. in there being freeze dried yeah. for a period of weeks or months?
0: Oh, no, oh, everybody yeah. thinks. Everybody thinks taxidermists are weirdos but they're not they love animals they love nature yeah. a lot of them are conservationists yeah. you know,
2: we talked to one uh, in the true weird stuff uh, episode remember and he yeah he, he was, sort of oh was sort like yeah i'm not you know he Jeff- loves Jeffrey animals Dahmer.
0: um now he doesn't do people's pets but mm-hmm. then again he's a traditional taxidermist not a freeze yeah. tri- this is a wild story and lamar i want to thank you for you being the one to bring this one today.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to talk to you about that. Yeah. yeah, I was going to talk <laughs> to you about that. I'm, I'm huh. a little surprised. It's
2: Bob and Sherry. And now on the Bob and Sherry Show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know.
3: It's been a
4: day, and I've loved a since I was a kid. And um, I'm really excited that they're kind of back in the news again. Paul McCartney at 80 is still touring. And they had a song that they cobbled together from a track that John had that was a number one song around the world. And they're making movies, individual movies, about each of the individual Beatles, their life story. And I think there's enough there for each of them. And so I was really charmed when I found the Beatles backstage writer. And if you don't know what that is, a a contract will go out to a promoter and they'll be told, all right, this is the amount of money and this is what we need. And generally, you know, it's very specific, both with the stage stuff, you know, the speakers, how many uh, grips, uh, backstage, you have to have a, a private, uh, room for each of the performers. If it's possible, you want crystal champagne. You want to have, uh, several, uh, selections of salmon food trays. You want a lot of protection, uh, in Shania Twain's case. I always thought this was interesting and she was not the only one when she's walking between her dressing room and the stage, no one is allowed to look her in the eye. Because it throws, it throws her off. There are other artists that would say, you can look, look at me, but don't talk to me. And, you know, you, you sort of understand that because they're trying to focus. They're going in front of thousands of people if they're really big stars. And, you know, kind of say, all right. But then it, it got ridiculous over the years. You know, was the famous, what was it, green M&Ms that uh, oh, Van me. Halen asked for. And, and they said that they did it just to make sure that somebody who's reading the writer was paying attention and that they got what they needed. So after hearing all of that, here is, in 1965, when the Beatles toured the United States, here is their writer. It contains three pages. This is right before their Portland, Oregon stop. And there are no requirements of bendy straws, a certain type of condom, champagne, Instead, the most influential band ever just wanted adequate police protection, a high-fidelity sound system with an adequate number of speakers, and a simple platform for Ringo Starr and his drums. That was it for the performance. Backstage dressing room accommodations, four cots, two mirrors, an ice cooler, a portable TV, and clean towels. As for transportation, (laughs) two seven-passenger Cadillac limousines, air-conditioned, if possible, with chauffeurs. And the writer also stipulated the band will not be required to perform before a segregated audience. And I also, I didn't see it in this part, but I've read before, you could not book the Beatles for your kid's birthday party. Even if you had a, a billion dollars they will not play for a private party. It had to be in an auditorium. And that was pretty much it. The thing that jumped out at me was four cots, an ice cooler and clean towels.
0: Which (laughs) shows you where they were coming from. Yeah. that shows you where they were coming from.
4: I know. Now it was a different time. And when they were on tour, they used to share rooms. George would share a room, believe it or not, with the uh, infamous disc jockey, Murray the K, there, there's a beetle over there, and there's a disc jockey over here to sh- to share the cost of of traveling with with rooms. Can you imagine that today? Tony would you love know? that. Our syndicate
2: Tony oh would God.
5: love that. Oh my God, saving yeah. money!
0: They've tried to do that to us. I can't imagine it today. I got I no trouble imagining it today.
4: Beyonce, Beyonce, um, this woman Sherry Lynch is bringing us on. Um, are you going to be sharing the room with her? Are you okay with that? I mean, can you imagine these days? they're sharing anything? Uh, they don't want to share a cheese tray. I mean, the what's,
0: what's interesting here is the Beatles were first, so they didn't, I mean, there was no like other band's rider to look at. They had to kind of invent this,
4: right? But it, it just yeah. showed they, they just didn't need a whole lot of anything at all. Um, the one, the one that really jumped out at me talking about other writers was uh, there was an actor I read about named Yule Brenner, and he performed on stage, traveling uh, shows, off Broadway shows on stage. His only requirement was that his dressing room be painted dark brown, because most dressing room walls are filthy. I thought that was interesting. You just, you never think of th- those guys dealing with that sort of stuff. No, you
0: what, don't. Well, you. It just seems like something that you shouldn't have to ask for.
5: Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Jerry, so when Jerry Seinfeld, okay. Jerry Seinfeld came to Spartburg he demanded a limo with New York license plates.
4: I remember yours telling us that, and yep. I just couldn't understand. I just couldn't understand. It was just something in his head, I guess.
3: It's Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page.
0: I'm going to tell you all a story now that is going to restore your faith in humanity. And I know that's a tall order. So one night, a woman named Haley Milks was scrolling her Instagram and she saw a post from a complete stranger, desperate woman in Miami. And the post said, David is my fiance. He received a kidney and pancreas transplant in 2012 due to damage caused by his type 1 diabetes. Three years ago, his body began to reject his new kidney. Since then, he's been on dialysis three days a week, each time feeling weaker and more affected. If anyone is willing to be a live donor, please message me. Haley Milks, a complete stranger, decided, I'm going to do this. And she reached out to David Montoto and his wife, Melissa, and said, I want to be the donor. And believe it or not, it turned out that she was a match. So she goes into the hospital for the operation and gives one of her kidneys. And during her recovery period, all sorts of family members of David's came to her room to thank her for this incredible gesture. And one of the people to visit her was David's brother, William. And so they visited. And and after Haley was discharged, they continued to kind of talk and text and they got engaged in 2022 and they got married the following year and their little blended family now has seven children she met her husband when she donated oh her God. kidney to his brother a complete stranger
4: that is an amazing story <laughs> what, a what a story gift. oh yeah. and yeah. and
0: you know you want you want to talk about like that whole idea of an invisible string like was <sighs> Haley meant to end up with william all along and this was the way that the universe brought them together? Or was just is this just one of those random lightning bolt? Like out of the blue, it, late at night, she just gets this impulse, I'm gonna give this stranger my kidney and she's a match? And then she meets his brother and they fall in love and they're married?
4: You know where it's a win for her big time, no matter what the get together is? She gets to do whatever she wants. Okay. She doesn't yeah. have to <laughs> bring
0: anything she to does, the pot. Nothing.
4: Yeah. She She can yeah. say, hey, I already gave one kid. Do you want the other? What do I have to do <laughs> so, with you people?
0: So we're going to pause right now because I, I have Jennifer Love Hewitt and the Hallmark Channel on the line. I'm putting this movie together as we
3: speak. It's Dude. Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: BobandSherry.com. You can nominate a teacher to win a trip to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach from Visit Florida. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. It is talkback time. Would you like to call us on the phone? You know people still do that at 844-52-S-H-E-R-I or grab our app. It's free in Google Play in the Apple Store and you can Use it to listen to the show and all the podcasts and enter contests and tap that little cartoon microphone, bottom center of the screen and talk,
7: and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob and Jerry, This is Devin from Florida. Just listened to the podcast where y'all were talking about renewing your vows, and I thought I'd share my thoughts on the subject. I think that vow renewal should not have a negative like connotation with them because people who stay married should get to have another wedding too. <laughs> um, I've been married for. be uh-huh. 9 years in July, but we've been together since high school and I would love to do a vow renewal, but I have a my new plan is to do um to buy a new wedding dress every decade, like a cheap one, and do pictures instead of a whole vow renewal. But yeah, I think that um people who stay married should also get to have more what, like ways to celebrate their marriage still going strong. So, that's my <laughs> thoughts on it. Wonder what y'all think back. Um, love the show. And that's
4: it. Bye, guys. Well, that's kind of cute. You know, she gets a new wedding dress every 10 years. I, I'm not quite sure why she would want that, a new wedding. Why not the the same wedding dress to put on a couple because of we can't wear cow? it
5: every 10 years. <laughs> well, well and you because know, I, your I taste changes. Have it tailored changes. a little bit. Your taste well,
4: changes. Like maybe really your first thing. rather have a party? Wouldn't you rather maybe have your... a party, though, than...
0: No, that's because you're not a girl. Maybe your first wedding dress was some ridiculous Princess Diana kind of like floofy thing. And you know, this version of you wants something a little sleeker. You don't maybe you don't want to wear a white floofy thing every time. My favorite part about her call was that people who get married once only get to have one wedding. (laughs) Like that's not like like getting divorced, that's the perk. Well, The marriage is over. I'm broken, heartbroken, but I will get to have another wedding someday.
1: Well,
5: think about it. If it's a renewal, you renew the wedding vow. So if everything's going to be new, it makes sense that maybe a new dress and, you know, a new everything. And they probably have a party afterwards, a reception of some sort, surely. And
0: it would be a much better party because you wouldn't have to do all that. Yeah. Traditional wedding stuff. You could just do your yep. you could do your vows at Margaritaville and then throw a beach party. Like you wouldn't have yeah. to have all of that yeah. formality. I just yeah. think it's amazing to me how there are exactly two teams on vow renewals: people that love it and think it's romantic, and people that think it's stupid or a sign that somebody's been cheating or whatever. There's like no yeah. neutral ground on this subject. Why is that?
4: I don't know. I mean. And it, either,
5: it's
4: either a, one's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. None of my business. Why do you I think mean, there's no neutral ground there, Bob?
4: I, I don't know. I'm kind of neutral ground. I mean, if Mary said she really wanted to do that, then I would say, okay, it's just I don't need that to validate, you know, my love for her and uh, our marriage. I just, I don't need it. It's, it's today, what is it but, for more posts on, on Facebook and Instagram?
0: But, you know, there are people that do this privately and don't make a big public spectacle. And what if it's not about validating anything? What if y'all have been through hell? You know, maybe you've had um, a terrible illness that you weren't sure you were going to survive or your Mm -hmm. house burned to the ground. Your child Mm, had leukemia, right? Like you've been through freaking hell and you came out on the other side still together, and stronger than ever. And now those vows mean something different to you and you want to say them again. Like, what well, if I mean, it's obviously that? I'm not going to
4: argue with you when you put it that way. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> I mean, how can I say, Oh no. Oh no. Oh, Oh, so they struggled and now they want attention. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I like, think whatever, but like whatever is, makes you feel is, good. You know,
0: why is the assumption always that it's about some either, superficial thing like Instagram likes or something nefarious like, well, he's a dirty cheating dog, and this is what he's doing to crawl back into her good graces.
4: So you don't think there's anything to the idea that it could be a Hail Mary pass for the couple?
0: I think that that's possible, but I think that's the minority. And that might just be me being like a hopeless, naive romantic. I think that's the minority. Because I've known some women whose husbands have been dirty, cheating dogs. And the last thing those women, they were willing to stay in the marriage, but the last thing they wanted to do was stand up in front of God and everybody. And
2: My, my parents <laughs> did pledged. this at their 25th anniversary. They did this at their 25th anniversary. And they lasted, what kind of and what they, kind lasted of service? For, they lasted for 50 more years. And it was a service that was done in the Catholic Church. And they just sort of renewed their vows, and there was a celebration, and we had a little party, and it was nice. There was no Hail Mary there. I think people just like to do it.
4: You know what, Bob? I think we should. I wish I never brought it up. I feel like the worst person in the (laughs) world. You keep on
2: saying like, like this is this is this is the act of desperate people who are hoping this might fix it.
0: Let this beautiful music be a reminder to you that some of us are teenage girls in love with immortal 200-year-old vampires and we deserve to have our love recognized. Okay?
4: Okay. A
0: thousand years, my ass, I'm going to live forever as a vampire. Edward. We're just in love with love on the Bob and Sherry Show. Pop over to our website at B-O-B-A-N-D shgri.com icom register to win you a bob and sherry Bee party love month prize extravaganza straight ahead what is up with kate middleton and why ain't we seeing her it's bob and sherry
3: Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. So uh, Lamar
0: and I are both um, weirdly enjoying our, our time now as full-time home health care aides. And uh, before the show started this morning, Bob, Lamar said to me, Sherry, let me ask you a question. Uh, how you doing with wrapping and re-wrapping Kevin's surgery site? And that is the one thing I haven't had to do. Because he came home from surgery in a full plaster surgical cast, and then they mm-hmm. put him in a fiberglass cast. But mm-hmm. but L- Lamar, um, Carla has surgical wrappings that have to be changed all the time, and and I think you know now in American healthcare it's completely reasonable to expect that most of your post-op care will be performed by. Morning DJs and former Budweiser warehouse managers, because that's just how healthcare is in the United States now. Yep, that's so, right, and it's
4: working for us.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. really working. So, how's that going, Lamar? How are you doing, wrapping and rewrapping
5: that well, surgery site? I asked. I asked them before I left the uh, the hospital. I said, now "How long does will we leave this wrap on?" And they said, "Well, leave it on for at least three days, and then." Oh, uh, don't get it wet! But after three days, you can take it off, and then she can shower with, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you just rewrap it. But at that point, you'll have to rewrap it like every day. So we put off till about four days before we uh, we took she took showers, but we had it wrapped up, and she's got one leg outside of the shower, and she's sitting inside the shower. It was a uh, not 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 the greatest thing. And so, but we get all that done, so we unwrap it, and so we get ready to wrap it back. And it's like when you take something out of the box, <laughs> I can't get and it, it back won't go back in, in the box. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like the person that wrapped her leg wraps twenty legs a day. Been doing it for ten years. Do it with her eyes they, closed, and it's just they went to
0: school for it, Lamar. Yes, learned it in yes. school.
5: <laughs> so what I did, I, I was smart enough to take pictures of it. As I unwrapped it, I took multiple pictures unwrapping so that I would know how to go back. Yeah. So we get ready and we start rapping. And uh, my wife wants to participate and she wants to be instructional. She can't wrap <laughs> it herself, but she can't let me wrap it. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I, you know, I'm rapping, and she's telling me what I'm doing wrong. And I'm rapping, and I'm unwrapping, and I'm rapping. And I, and it, I never thought I would find anything harder than having your wife at the back when you're backing up a camper. I, I thought that would be the end of our marriage, it's the second time we backed up a camper. I'm and not sure we're going to be able to survive this. Because it's like yeah. she, goes, she goes, it's too tight, it's too tight. Hey, it's too loose. It's too loose. Oh, <laughs> she said. She said you're not even on the way you wrap. She says I can see my heel. I can see there's some skin. You you can't have that. Don't make it too bulky. Don't. Ma-. And I mean, I have wrapped and I have unwrapped and I have wrapped and, and I have unwrapped. I, I, I'm I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. Hey, she, 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 she needs, needs to be glad. Bob Lacey. <laughs> she needs she to be glad. Needs Bob to Lacey isn't there.
0: Have you seen yeah, him wrap a gift? Have you seen her wrap a
5: present? See, I can. The first thing I told her, I told her, I said, listen, do me a favor. You've seen me. I can wrap Christmas gifts like nope, I wrap a lot of gifts. I said, so here's what I want you to do. Just don't say one word. Don't say one (laughs) word and let me wrap it. And then if it's wrong, then we'll start all over again. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. I got about an inch and a half above the ankle. She goes. Well I was going to tell you right now that's not working. I said, what happened to <laughs> the <that?
3: laughs>
5: So yeah,
3: this she needs been- to <laughs> be
4: able to relax, relax. You maybe you know, play some music. James Brown, get get that James Brown song, Get on Your Good Foot. See, oh, so, see if that yeah, brings a little smile. That. Get on your good foot. Get on your good foot. You know, got, Bob, I, this I, is
0: this is gonna give you chills because um Lamar and Carla also had to disinfect her leg with dial soap before surgery, <laughs> which Kevin had to do with a different kind of soap that we had to go find, and yeah. and like before, like in the day leading up, and before like you have to disinfect your leg, and don't you feel like that's yeah. something they used to do for you at
5: the hospital before they operated? I, I had to get I yeah, had to use specific think. dial soap. We had to wash it the night before and the night of the surgery, and I'm thinking. Ain't y'all got a jar of something up there that'll kill germs <laughs> yeah, more than Dial right. soap? I mean, don't you swab right. that? Don't you swab that orange stuff on there? I mean, can't, y'all got the alcohol? See, look, it's a hospital. This sure you you <laughs> got alcohol. They're covered
2: in case Come something on. goes wrong. See, and they can say, "Well, you know, we asked you to do that, and we have no mm. proof
4: that you did." Oh my!
2: You did God. a bad job and, and there, Lamar. That's why. That's why she's saving,
4: losing the foot. saving your money. They're saving you money because a swab of dial soap will go on your bill as being $478. Oh, my
5: gosh. gosh. And listen, listen, I'm not making this up. As soon as we go to uh, something else, I've got to take a break because I still didn't get it right. And I got to take a few minutes and wrap it again. I just found out I got to wrap it again. <laughs> oh
4: my Woo! word. How long? How much longer?
5: This is going to make back in the camp rep easier, though. Ain't the back in yeah. the camp rep now is nothing. It's nothing. Right. Folks,
0: <laughs> this is your real world reminder to stay healthy. Yes. Because right. this is what waits for you if anything be goes careful. wrong. It's Bob and Sherry.
4: Can You Believe This? is sponsored by Avatar, The Last Airbender, now streaming on Netflix.
2: You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this. Sh- can I can I believe sh- this.
0: You guys, I fell down a little rabbit hole of the conspiracy theories around the prolonged absence of the Princess of Wales, a.k.a. Uh, Princess Kate, Duchess Kate, Kate Middleton. And some of these stories, I I mean, I don't know if any of you are following this. Some of these stories are wild. So one of the conspiracy. Two weeks was a long
4: time. Go ahead.
0: Two weeks. Oh, no. Months. She has not been seen in and won't be seen for months and months. She had surgery on January 17th. And will not be around till Easter or later. That's not two weeks.
4: weeks No, two weeks in the hospital is what I was
0: referring to. Yeah, two weeks in the hospital. So one of the conspiracy theories, this one is really vile, is that Prince William has a drinking problem. And that their marriage is nowhere near as happy as it's made to appear. And that he got handsy and knocked her around and she had to be hospitalized for treatment, for injuries and cosmetic surgery repair. That, that is so unbelievable. That can't possibly be real. I don't believe that. I don't
4: believe that. Now,
0: now Max will tell you that if you read Prince Harry's book, um, William does have an attempt and he does tend to get aggressive. I don't believe that one either, but you can see why people are saying it. Here's the next one. And this came from a reporter out of Spain who um, claimed that she had the exclusive medical scoop on uh, Princess Kate. And she said that Kate had complications after that abdominal surgery and that she had to be placed into an induced medical coma and that the 15-day recovery period in the hospital was actually Kate being intubated and on a vent and being very, very uh, touch-and-go. Now, of course, the palace denied all of that and um went after this reporter, but she will not back down and refuses to retract the story. So there's one. Um and then of course there were the usual ones about, you know, tummy tuck. There's no tummy mm-hmm. to tuck. I mean, what are we what are we talking?
3: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Unless she's getting my tummy tucked. Like what is she? What does Tommy just Kate Middleton have to tuck? Um, Another one is that she underwent a hysterectomy. But a lot of doctors say, yeah, it's just you don't really need three weeks in the hospital for that Mm -hmm. because, like, even women considerably older than she is don't need three weeks. In the hospital with that. And then there was the next theory, which is treatment for anorexia, which yeah. a lot of people have jumped on more than any of the others so far. So we've got the William got drunk and violent. We've got something went wrong on whatever the abdominal surgery was and it was a medical emergency. Um, we've got the hysterectomy. And, of course, we have the other, which the eating disorder, the anorexia. And then the old, she just wanted to have cosmetic surgery done and the the royal family had to cover for it. So any of them case ring for the true to
5: you? There's a case for the anorexia. I, I'm not saying that's the case, but that's, a, that's at least a possibility because she's under a lot of pressure to maintain, you know, a certain look and all that kind of stuff.
4: She is the most beautifully dressed woman in the world.
5: Oh, I, mean, every, oh, I
4: mean, I don't yeah. follow her, but, you know, you're checking out at the grocery store and there's uh, uh, People magazine, one of the other magazines, and you see her in these glorious dresses. Oh, every yeah. one is just prettier than the other. You know, the anorexia thing, I heard that floating around, too. And obviously, I'm not a doctor, but she she seemed to look healthy in all these things. Yeah, she's thin. Yeah, she doesn't
5: look nothing. Nothing would, you know. But who knows? I don't know. That's a there's not a sunken face or or, you know. It's a complicated uh, condition.
0: I'll tell you why I'm going with medical emergency. I have a reason for why I'm going with medical emergency over drunken William, uh, eating disorder, any of it, because she went into the hospital on the 16th, and it was the next day that the palace announced that she would be remaining in the hospital and would not be returning to public life until after Easter.
4: Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. I would say it was cosmetic surgery and the recovery of, but, you know, I don't see what she needed to improve, yeah. you know. I
5: certainly is, understand well, that anorexia beautiful. thing because I fought it all my life and I've won every Happy. battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. won yeah. every battle. You're so brave. Yeah. We're praying <laughs> for you. Yeah.
0: I just hope she's... <laughs> I hope she's okay. I hope she's okay. You know, not a single yeah. photo, nothing. That's why I'm leaning toward medical emergency. I hope we're all wrong and that she just decided to take a break, but it is unsettling. It's Bob and Sherry.
3: Leave us a talk back, talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app.
4: You know, if you had the same name as a celebrity, it probably isn't too bad, right? You're a guy and somehow you have the name Harrison Ford. Or you've got the name George Clooney. Or you're a woman and your name is Kate Upton, you know? Yeah, there's going to be people that, you know, give you the little bit of business here and there, but you probably could deal with it okay. There's a guy, he is 30 years old, and his name is Taylor Swift. And <laughs> That's hard. He is five years younger than Taylor, but as soon as the singer shot to fame, Mr. Swift got teased. He said, similar to most kids, when I was in middle school trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to be, it was hard. But a couple of high school bullies and a choir teacher would make jokes about my name every day. He says his name is the topic of, quote, every social interaction I have, including, evidently he's in politics, including my political career. But he decided to have fun with it and see at it look at it as an overall positive he added i like my name and i think it has helped me more than hurt me even at work and he has an icebreaker please feel free to make jokes i'll shake it off later <laughs> I, give guy, yeah, I, give this, yeah. I give this guy so much credit i gotta tell you if if it were me and i'm in middle school or high school in north haven high school And I'm walking down the halls, I'm going, I'm listening to, oh, here comes Tay
6: Tay. Hi, Tay Tay.
4: Oh my God, it would be just an absolute nightmare. I I mean, I don't know what to say about this guy's strength. Every single day, it's got to be a battle. And what is your name, sir? Taylor Swift.
2: Oh, you're kidding me.
4: Every single place
5: he goes. I love the poor boy. Man, he's I a know. man. I know. <laughs> it could
0: be worse, it though. It could be worse. I mean, wouldn't you rather be Taylor Swift, have that name, you know, than Charles Manson or something?
3: Yeah, <laughs> you're
2: right. Or
0: Hitler.
4: Yeah. Or Hitler. It's Bob and Sherry.
2: Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault.
0: Know you don't really believe in astrology, um, but Zodiac Fact, which is one of the things I follow on Twitter, uh-huh. um, um, tweeted a bunch of um, one-liners about each astrological sign. And tell me this, tell me this isn't true, okay? Just give me this one little piece of truth.
4: Who Who is a more open mind than me?
0: Huh? <laughs> I'm going home. I'm How much time is there in this break? <laughs> Go ahead. A Let's, Virgo. Hear it. Let's hear it. Wide open. Uh, I'll describe, I'll say what it says about me first and tell me if you disagree. All right. A Capricorn can't go one day without being an overachiever.
4: Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, that's true. Yeah, that is true. It's my curse and my blessing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's true. A Capricorn Mm -hmm. can't go one day without being an overachiever. Mm -hmm. A Virgo can't go one day without overthinking. Mm
4: -hmm. It's really... Mean. It's
0: really true, but it's you're mean. upset about it. Well,
4: I mean, you're coming on like, people always admire overachievers. Oh, don't be an overachiever, but they admire them secretly. You're and saying nobody admires Nobody an admires overthinker? an overthinker, no. So that starts off my day, you know, with a foot in the bucket. You know what I mean? Well, let's. I mean, thanks.
0: Let's rethink this. Is it true that no <laughs> one. Let's just no drop one, it. Is it true that no one admires an overthinker?
4: No one does, no. It just, it, it says, this person is is so uptight and so paranoid that he can't get out of his own way. Even, and and he has, you know what, he's got no game because he sees what it is. Then he goes, oh, I could be wrong because I don't believe in myself. And, and, and he thinks it and thinks it and thinks it. Who wants to be around somebody like that? Do you? Feel- Who would admire that? You know what? I hope little Jimmy here grows up to be an overthinker. Here's what it is. <laughs> Who's <laughs> ever heard that?
2: An overthinker is thought to be a person of inaction. That's why.
4: Inaction? Yes. An that, overthinker. That is not me. That is, I know that is that's not, not you,
2: but I'm just saying that's what, that's what would be Many said. times
4: my actions are wrong <laughs> or misled. And that gives you
2: something to think about. Yeah.
4: Then I have to think about that. Oh, don't do that again. Yeah.
0: Let's hope little Jimmy grows up to be an overthinker.
4: <laughs> you ever heard that? You ever heard anybody say that about their kid?
0: We're sure excited about her. She's, she's only four, but she's showing all the signs of being an overthinker.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Overthinkers Anonymous. My name is Bob. Hi, Bob. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I overthink everything. I used to shoot from the hip a lot.
0: Got you into a lot of trouble.
4: Yeah, it did. That's when I became an overthinker. <laughs> After. <laughs> an overthinker <laughs> so an overthinker he never gets anything done is that what it is
0: oh uh, i'm you're reading all this stuff into it else? What i else told you it it's one-liners a capricorn can't go one day without being an overachiever a virgo can't go one day without being an overthinker a scorpio can't go one day without feeling in control
4: you know, when I became an overthinker, I became an overthinker when some some things started going wrong in my life and not the obvious ones that I've uh, experienced in the last couple of years. But just uh, some time ago, little, things, think, yeah, little things. things that, you know, sometimes turn into big things. And so you start, you know, perhaps analyzing a little bit more. And, and as you get a little bit older, I, I think you start, you know, analyzing a little bit more. Oh, I don't want to go there. That could be what? bad.
0: What would be a good, let's say you are raising a young overthinker, um, what are some good careers where that overthinking can be harnessed and, and made to serve the greater good? Think tank. Oh, yeah. I mean, what better place for an overthinker than a think tank?
4: Whatever happened to Bob? Oh, he he's in a Washington think tank. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, they found out he was an over uh, what is it? Again? Overthinker, an overthinker, and so they hired him for the think tank in Washington. All day long, he's in an office where he thinks, and then he comes out and he tells them what he, what he thinks. Oh, like you wouldn't enjoy that? Oh, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy that. I'd love it.
0: That last part where yeah. you get to come out of the tank, yeah. and share your thoughts. That's that, exactly that'd right. That'd be the best part of the day.
4: Yeah. Mary, I'm, I'm leaving radio to join a think tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be thinking mm-hmm. all about everything. Say what? Um, same old, same old?
0: So what besides a think tank it, would an overthinker be good at? Would an overthinker be a good... Um, analyst. Policy analyst? Yeah,
4: yeah, policy analyst. Yeah. But you know what? Overthinkers tend to be uh, middle management and, and not the big thinkers. I, I know this. Think about the people that yeah, we work you're right with. who I spend who spend
0: two hours crafting a memo about sharpening your pencil in the break room. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. But that see that's not me. That 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 seriously.
0: No, because you're you're over you're a specialized overthinker. <clears throat> you know you're not just some run of the mill middle management overthinker. It sounds like a good thing, Bob, you're but spe- <laughs> I'm not sure.
4: Yeah, you're a I don't specialized think overthinker. <laughs> you ever notice when there aren't many of them, it's not good. <laughs>
3: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com. All month, we're celebrating single
0: people at BobandSherry.com. Why don't you go over there right now and enter to win a Me Party Box from the Scone Goddess and Maine Needhams. So, Bob, we got a couple of messages just for you in our Talkback app. Hey, Bob, Sherry,
3: Lamar, Max, and Doc. This is Jenny from Philadelphia. I've been listening to the show since I was a little girl. Back then, I lived in Ohio, as did my husband, where there were a lot of Mennonites. And I just heard the part on the show from Friday where Bob uh, mentioned how he always forgets about the Mennonites and are they like Amish light? And I thought that was funny because my husband had looked into it at one point and found out that, as he said, the same as Bob did, the Mennonites actually aren't Amish light. It's that the Amish are super orthodox Mennonites, that they broke off from the Mennonites, but they're the ones we always think of because they're so much more extreme. Anyway, thought you might find that interesting. I love the show. Uh, Look forward to hearing more podcasts in this coming week. Okay, bye. I didn't know that. That is interesting.
4: I knew yeah, that there was that they, they were related in some way and one was more conservative than the other but I didn't know that it was a branch that broke away from the original Mennonites. The Mennonites well, now- they seem so nice, don't they? I mean yeah. when I think of the Mennonites I think of these great furniture makers and you never hear of, you know, a Mennonite uh, you know, robbing a bank or something. They just seem like nice people.
0: It's the same with the yeah. Amish. They're like just yeah. let them live, let them churn yes. their butter and ride around in their wagons and not have Do the their internet. Own thing. Let these people live. Right. Now, we right. have another message for you, Bob, and this is very, very important because mm. this this person wants to save you from getting the bubonic plague. Hey, Bob and Sherry and gang. Um, I'm just calling about
3: a case of the bubonic plague that was just found in Oregon. and They got it from their cat. It's from a flea bite. But the important thing is, Bob, tell Mary to stop
0: feeding the squirrels. They said do not feed the wild animals, the squirrels, because if they carried a bubonic plague and she got bit or scratched, anyway, just a warning. Thanks, mm. guys. Bye.
4: Bob, oh, one I think more I,
0: thing I, to worry about, right? I, th-
4: I swear <laughs> I'd rather get the plague than, than confront her with her squirrel feeding. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what bob no you're making the right call my friend because they can treat the plague they
2: can yes they can. i didn't know yeah. that really
0: yeah, yeah. i mean listen listen you yeah. don't want the bubonic plague you don't no uh no, mostly because uh that's all anybody will ever talk about for the rest of your life is hey you're that guy on the yeah. radio got the bubonic plague i mean no it'll way. become your new brand you'll become bubonic bob um and that's Tony Tony is listening right be. now
4: and he's saying, maybe we could, if he got that, maybe we could sell it in some way, you know?
0: Uh, yeah. We, get no, some we would profit.
5: Yeah.
0: We would, and you would want us to, I mean, you know how this works. You would want to be bubonic. <laughs> yes.
5: Now.
0: So, well, but knowing how Mary feels about her squirrel friends. Yeah, you're right. You're better off with yeah. the play.
4: That's She's love. not, she has not uh, gotten this batch of squirrels close enough to be bitten or anything like that. They're, they're coming. I, I saw her the other day. They were about six feet away. Now, when we lived in the old house, they were jumping up on her lap. They jumped up on my arm mm, and got a, uh, mm, and got a peanut. Mm. So that is what she's working toward. I guess I should mention the bubonic plague.
5: You, you, you'll <laughs> yeah, know something's just, wrong if they go for the throat. They'll go for the throat if they're rabid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah here's,
0: weird. here's the thing. Like <laughs> if you develop like a, Big, painful, hot, swollen node like in your armpit. Um, That's that's one of the signs that you have the bubonic plague. So maybe just mums the word until you pop a symptom. Until that happens. If if it's really
2: bad, that's why they called it the Black Death because people actually would start turning black. Their skin. Yeah. 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 But But you'll get
0: treatment before it gets to that. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
5: You got time. Hey, it's a
4: dangerous world out there. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm going to give that some thought. Actually, I may mention it to her and thank you to our listener. We always appreciate input on any subject here in the Bob and Sherry show. You can go to our app, wherever you get your apps and download it and let us know what's going on with you. This is Bob and Sherry. So I'm going to give you a term that you may not have heard of in just a moment, a new term. But as soon as I explain to you what it means through the pages of Psychology Today, you will say, oh, I know exactly what that is. They define in Psychology Today micro-cheating. It is a relationship trend that has small breaches of trust in a relationship that don't pass the threshold of a physical affair. And here are some of the examples. Um, Secretly chatting with an ex-partner online or perhaps on the phone. Um, Behaviors that lead someone to question their partner's emotional or physical commitment. And that comes up where you call someone that you've known and perhaps dated in the past. And you complain about your spouse to them privately, secretly. It also could be just secret messaging someone, deleting messages, complaining um, to other people uh, that you're unhappy with your situation. All of this is surreptitious. It is a secret friendship. If you are following someone online or, God forbid, actually following someone, that is micro-cheating too. There's a lot of stuff out there, and um, you need to ask yourself, I guess, if you're really committed to a relationship, should I be doing this? Am I micro-cheating? Being touchy with somebody. Lying about your relationship status online or offline. I think that's more than micro cheating. I think I that is too. looking, looking oh, yeah. for trouble. Deleting messages. For instance, you, you have not you know been in contact with uh, an old girlfriend from many years ago, but she uh, finds you and she sends you a message, you respond, but then you delete it. That is micro-cheating according to psychology today. What do you think?
0: Oh, I agree with that because think about why you're deleting it. You don't want it seen and you don't want it seen because then you have to explain it and you feel like a little bit maybe guilty about the conversation or the existence of the communication at all. Why else are you deleting it?
4: It's such a tricky situation. You know, it's it's just so tricky because you may be totally in love with the person that um, you're with, right? You want to stay with them. There's no problem in your relationship, but you had a couple of relationships in the past and they, they ended for whatever reason, but they weren't, you know, real blowups. There was not alimony involved. It was just, we're going to go our own way. And you know that they're nice people and you'd like to see if they're doing okay. Sometimes if you're in that situation and you tell your spouse, you know, I'm going to check in with uh, Claire and see how Claire is doing. If you get a negative response from the person you're married to, um, that pretty much kills that relationship forever with with, with the ex-person. Because if your current person, the love of your life is uncomfortable with that, you really can't go on. So what's your other choice? Micro-cheating, if you really want to talk to that person.
0: But look, look, listen to what you're saying. We'll say in this case, Mary. Mary is really uncomfortable with you staying in communication with Claire. So you're choosing, despite how that makes her feel, to remain in communication. So now you're going to do it on the down low.
4: Right. There's something, That's what I say. You and, shouldn't.
0: Yeah. And oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I don't, be, I don't, be, that kind of. I don't want you doing stuff on the down low. Like right. I'm going to trust you. You want to have a chit chat with your old girlfriend? Okay. Yeah. I'd rather trust you with that than, than make you do, make you sneak around. This is complicated.
4: That's what I well, said when, that st- when I, when I started this, go ahead, Lamar.
5: When you start doing this kind of thing, it's, it complicates your life because you got to worry about your phone. You got to worry about yeah. the computer. Listen, my phone lays on the counter both of our phones lay on the counter. She can pick my phone up and do anything she wants to do. It's such a comfortable life. Otherwise, yeah. it's just too yeah. much trouble. Yeah. Not doing
4: too it. much not trouble. Doing it's it. not It's not yes. worth it. So, I, you know, bottom line is if she's uncomfortable with your talking with her, you just got to say yeah, goodbye go. to her. You got to let her go. That's right. So anyway, interesting article. It's Bob and
3: Sherry. Happy Hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. A park in Prairie Village, Kansas, is at the center of a pickleball
5: controversy due to neighbors complaining about what they call a noisy game. They might actually get rid of all six pickleball courts at Windsor Park. That's one of three options on the table right now because some of the neighbors cannot stand the noise. Pickleball is a loud sport as the goal is to hit a plastic ball with a plastic paddle. The thwack, thwack, thwack sound is constant and it can get as loud as 70 decibels, the same level of noise as a vacuum cleaner. The city councils looked into this uh, noise dampening curtains to put around the court. Uh, They did a noise study to find out which neighbors were affected the most. Uh, To put these dampening curtains up is $23,000. But if they put the curtains up, then some of the neighbors can't see their kids playing in the park across the street. It'll block the parents' views. Uh, Prairie Village is not the only city dealing with pickleball noise. Many other towns here (laughs) and across the country are figuring out ways to let people play this popular sport without annoying the neighbors. Now it seems the millennials are complaining about the noise and saying, get off my lawn. So (laughs) so it has come completely full circle. Now it's the old people that are making all the noise with the pickleball. I've never played pickleball myself, but I've been through some neighborhoods And like when they've got that court out there and they're out there playing, it's a crowd. I mean, it's not just four people. It's a crowd of people and they're all excited about it and cars are parked everywhere. So I can see where it may, you know, it may be annoying if it's in your neighborhood. But
4: it's a tournament sport. Yeah, it's a tournament sport right now.
5: If you love it, you love it. And I don't blame you. This is Bob and Sherry.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening.